the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. Thursday, June 15th, 2023. I am Seth Liebson. Good to be with you again. 602-508-0960. Young David, how are you, sir? I'm well. How are you? What do you got on your lapel pin? It looks uh, pronouncedly, uh, it looks pronounced. What is it? America, take heart in 84. Gary Hart, his Gary first Hart, run. Yes. Okay. His first candidacy for the presidency. That was the uh, candidacy where Wandale asked him, where's the beef, right? Yes, yes, that's I right. I think that's right. Yes. Well, I should like to speak of trigger warnings for a moment. Some of you will recall not too long ago, just last month, Fry's Food Stores put out tweets saying, quote, We know Mother's Day and Father's Day can be sensitive times for some. If you'd like to opt out of our emails and push notifications for these holidays, please tap below. Don't worry. You'll still receive all our other emails, close quote. There was another one prominent from Kay Jewelers, quote, we're here for you. We know Mother's Day can be a challenging time, which is why we want to know if you'd rather not receive Mother's Day related emails. Click the button below and we'll take care of the rest. As always, you'll still be the first to know about new styles you'll love, close quote. Who knew mothers and fathers in jewelry now needed to come with trigger warnings? How many of you received opt-out or trigger warnings for Pride Month campaigns? think you could have done it not a chance one last question how many of you can think of a good use for 465 million dollars that's the amount of federal funds that supports pbs and by federal funds let's recall there's really no such thing it's your money that is sent to washington dc so it's the amount of your money that supports pbs and it increased by 20 million dollars from the year before how many of you received a 4.5% salary increase last year? PBS did, and it was worth an additional $20 million of your dollars. Why do I care about PBS today? Well, trigger warnings. Tuesday night, former President Donald Trump gave a speech in New, G- in New Jersey. PBS covered it. And throughout the speech, they had a message at the bottom of the screen, what's called a Chiron, or Cryon, I should say. Sorry, it's... I, mispronounce it all the time. It's what's called a cryon. In fact, they had two messages that rotated. They were these. First, quote, this was when Donald Trump was speaking. This message was floating across the bottom of the screen. Quote, experts warn that inflammatory rhetoric from elected officials or people in power can prompt individual actors to commit acts of violence. They had a second one that rotated. Quote, Violent rhetoric has escalated in online forums and far-right militia groups since Trump's federal indictment, close quote. By the way, is there any evidence of this whatsoever? Well, here's the New York Times just today, and I'm quoting verbatim, quote, First in April in Manhattan, and then on Tuesday in Miami, police and civic leaders raised concerns that the angry rhetoric could lead to violent protests when Mr. Trump appeared in court. Both times, in both cities, the crowds that actually showed up were relatively tame. 
close quote. So, on no evidence, you have an entity of the federal government taking public funds, putting trigger warnings, not just on political speech, but speech from the former president of the United States and the current leading contender for the presidency. Another word for trigger warning, by the way, is content warning. But this isn't just content-based discrimination at PBS, content-based discrimination of the kind that the Supreme Court and the First Amendment frowns upon, calling it presumptively unconstitutional. It is actually viewpoint-based discrimination, which the Supreme Court goes much further with, calling it egregious under the First Amendment. You can get this over and over and over again in the Supreme Court cases on these issues, but perhaps... Something Justice Thurgood Marshall wrote on one of them will do just fine. Quote, The First Amendment means that government has no power to restrict expression because of its message, its ideas, its subject matter, or its content. Close quote. So now we get this, and from a national public entity. Heck, public is the first in PBS's acronym or abbreviation. So PBS put a trigger warning on a standard political speech that never has and never would appear when Joe Biden speaks of fascism that inspires Antifa, which, let us recall, is a violent organization whose acronyms or initials contract to stand for anti-fascism. You have never seen a trigger warning for BLM speech, BLM, which is a Marxist organization, at least according to its founders, an organization whose name far more death and violence has come about and resulted from anything a deranged or misbegotten supporter or group of supporters of Donald Trump has caused. In fact, PBS has whole pages on its website dedicated to promoting BLM and its curriculum. Who two or three years ago would have thought that our fetishism with trigger warnings would now include trigger warnings about the messaging of motherhood and fatherhood or mothers and fathers? Maybe nobody. There were those in the 19th century who could have thought about it, And the founders of BLM soaked it up, and PBS soaked them up. Karl Marx wrote in his Communist Manifesto, quote, Abolition of the family. On what foundation is the present family, the bourgeois family, based? On capital, on private gain, in its completely developed form, this family exists only among the bourgeois. But this state of things finds its complement in the practical absence of the family among the proletarians and public prostitution. The bourgeois family will vanish as a matter of course when its complement vanishes, and both will vanish with the vanishing of capital. If you charge us with wanting to stop the exploitation of children through their parents, we plead guilty. Close quote. Now you can understand why the BLM movement and its curriculum, designed by self-declared trained Marxists, states the disruption of the Western family is one of the BLM goals, because it's one of Marxism's goals. Maybe now you can see why there was an attack on motherhood from not just PBS and BLM, but corporate America, too. Marx put it that nature is, quote, a totality of needs and drives, and that needs drive nature, not the other way around. In other words, nature is a social construct. And how many times have we heard over the past two years that sex and gender are also social constructs? Well, of course, if grounded in nature as they are. Marx puts this perfectly clearly when he writes, quote, The essence of man is no abstraction inherent in each single individual in reality, it is the ensemble of the social relations, close quote. A social construct, whatever humans can make of it. 
Thus, no need, no need for distinctions between humans and animals, humans and gods, families and no families, men and women. Indeed, and now we have trigger warnings, not just about violence and drug use or smoking or post-traumatic stress, which we've become accustomed to, but motherhood and fatherhood and Republicans, all at public expense. You know, all this comes at an interesting time this week. For the sister to PBS, which is NPR, which is also substantially funded by you, had several stories on conservatives censoring or banning books in schools this week. This would be the same week it had a positive profile of the nation's first drag queen laureate, who, among other things, just like the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, tell us they do a lot of speaking in our public schools. No trigger warnings for any of that. No trigger warnings about sexualizing children or age-inappropriate material. And remember, the first thing when we accused schools of hosting these things was to deny that it's happening. Now it's just boasted about openly and defended. Part of the Marxist dialectic brought to our nation's pedagogy and the Democratic Party. First deny, then defend, then mandate. Public broadcasting used to understand the importance of age appropriateness. Nearly the whole country did. For decades, and from its inception, public broadcasting was affiliated with Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers. In the last year of the last century, about 24 years, Rogers was inducted into the Television Hall of Fame. All he cared about was public broadcasting, if not all broadcasting, be a safe and nurturing environment for children. But in his induction into the Television Hall of Fame, where all the Hollywood glitterati were present, with faces you'd still recognize, he gave a speech. And this is what he said to a standing ovation before and after he spoke, with even tears in some of the audience's eyes. This is what he said, quote, Fame is a four-letter word, and like tape or Zoom or face or pain or life or love, what ultimately matters is what we do with it. I feel that those of us in television are chosen to be servants. It doesn't matter what our particular job. We are chosen to help meet the deeper needs of those who watch and listen day and night. The conductor of the orchestra at the Hollywood Bowl grew up in a family that had little interest in music, but he often tells people he found his early inspiration from the fine musicians on television. Last month, a 13-year-old boy abducted an 8-year-old girl, and when people asked him why, he said he learned about it on TV. Something different to try, he said. Life's cheap. What does it matter? Well, life isn't cheap. It's the greatest mystery of any millennium, and television needs to do all it can to broadcast that, to show and tell what the good in life is all about. Close quote. Those in television are to be servants. And what is broadcast and promoted matters, especially because children are in the audience. And the message communicated on television can be good or bad. It can be inspiring to a great conductor, or it can be inspiring to an eight-year-old murderer. But of course, this is the same Mr. Rogers who himself would get a trigger warning today, were he alive, and reciting one of his most famous televised poem songs. It was called Everybody's Fancy. It was a poem song meant to teach children to be comfortable with how they were born, not thinking there was anything wrong with the way they were born. And it went something like this, quote, boys are boys from the beginning. Girls are girls right from the start. Everybody's fancy. Everybody's fine. Your body's fancy. And so is mine. 
Only girls can be mommies. Only boys can be daddies. Everybody's fancy. Everybody's fine. Your body's fancy. And so is mine. Close quote. That would get a trigger warning today. As would the Marlo Thomas Ms. Foundation's album and television show Free to Be You and Me, where Marlo and Harry Belafonte sing about only girls can be mommies and grandmommies and only boys can be daddies and granddaddies. I'll tell you what really needed a trigger warning. The White House Pride Month celebration this past weekend, it was a strip club routine, a three-dimensional display of what you might have seen on Hunter Biden's laptop. Would those images be allowed in schools or would preventing it be considered banning? Would the former president, like all other former presidents, be welcome to speak at a public school or would that be, say it with me, banning? I'll say it again. I'll tell you what needed a trigger warning. The White House Pride Month celebration this past weekend, it was a strip club routine of a three-dimensional display of Hunter Biden's laptop. But PBS is fine and good with that. It carried it with no trigger warnings. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. Welcome. What? You like that? I'm teaching you to like John Cougar, huh? I'm giving you a real music education. I'm acculturating young David to the beauty that was the 70s and 80s when it comes to music. Is your young David, is old Bill around? Old Bill. <laughs> did you Did you see, did you go into the kitchen today when he was thawing out his lunch? I did. Did you ever see True Detective with Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson? I saw Woody that Harrelson? for a season, yep. And they go after this... Um, Weirdly odd, satanic cult kind of, kind of a satanized cult of some kind, right? That was doing terrible things to humans and animals. If I'm not mistaken, isn't that based on a real story? I don't too? know. Yeah. I don't know, but it was a real story here today. When you looked at Bill's lunch in that jar, it looked like something you would have found in that satanic <laughs> cultist's house. What was that, Bill? Oh, he's was that a, was that a goat's heart? It had. It had what looked like a ventricle lying on some kind of some kind of green blood <laughs> lie kind of thing. That was oh, the most no. that was the mo- grossest comes to make a statement. Did you what was that? All right, I apologize. <laughs> what the heck were you oh, doing with that? Th- Everyone who walked by the kitchen said, "What is going on in there? What is the meaning of this?" What is the meaning of this? It looked like a goat's heart. I'm going to disappoint you with the real story. It was merely chicken and eggplant. But that, egg, that was no can look that's a cover story. That's a cover story. <laughs> a likely story, yeah, Bill. And it was delicious. A likely, a likely story. story. Um, don't do that again, please. I'll you freaked my... us out. I'll, I'll just keep my lunch to myself. Yes, please. Don't just leave it out there on display. Thank Full you. Display. Thank you. Rob is in surprise. Hello, Rob. <laughs> well, at least, you know, Bill didn't have that uh, that head in a jar that we saw in Silence of the Lambs that the Hannibal Lecter, you know. Put oh, I could have gone there. Yeah, no, this looked this yeah. really looked like some kind of heart from a <laughs> from, you know, a, you know, you can't own wild animals in the, you know, that's also a violation, too, dude. <laughs> Also, um, Seth, I wanted to compliment you on uh, some of the commercials that Salem runs with you on it, uh, whether it's the food thing or the air conditioning. Oh, you like thing. those I little think, rants? I I do those. I like those little rants a lot. Thank it, it's you. Sort of uh, uh, 
Well, I know you're human, and it humanizes you even more. That's and very not, kind of you. We well, started with I, one, I don't know, was, it was a couple months ago. I think it was, uh, it was a collaborative effort here with a team, and they thought uh-huh. it would be – because off-air, that's what I'm like. Uh, yeah. When 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 I when I get let down from the staff around here, I go on these rants, and they said, "Might you direct these outward, and we'll lay it down on tape or whatever they do yeah. here." And yeah. uh, I wasn't sure if it was a good idea or not, but there seems to thank you. People seem to like them. Thank you. Yeah, I, I do. I, I'm especially you know anti cauliflower uh, uh, pizza dough uh, myself. It's not dough. And it's just not dough. Yeah, it's cauliflower. Yeah, it's cauliflower. <laughs> And then uh, with the AC thing, um, I I have no words because, I mean, it happened in D.C. when I was there. I, I got a long email from um, an expert in, a real expert in HVAC explaining the phenomenon. It was pretty good. Yeah, we've got a few in the pipeline, too. We've got a couple coming oh, down. Oh, good. New ones coming That's down good. the pike, yeah. Um, I did want to ask, who is playing your opening song? Uh, it's obviously not Weather Report. It's... Um, Oh, the uh, Birdland version? Yeah, the Birdland version. Those are my friends I grew up with. They're uh, two of Arizona's, if not the two uh, best musicians in Arizona, guitar and bass players, Dimitri and Thanos Sonis. They uh, they used to have a jazz band uh, in town called Turning Point, and now, uh-huh. and now they go as the Sonis Brothers. They're just immensely, immensely uh, talented people. Yeah, I, it, it's interesting. I mean, I'd never heard that version before, and I thought, well, I know it's not Weather Report. I know it's not Maynard. Yeah. I know it's not every other yeah. band I've ever heard of, but it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, um, it's really cool. Thanks. One one of the things, you know, you were talking about these uh, chirons or trigger uh, warnings and all that, and then I was thinking back to, remember when... I guess it was Chucky e. Schumer. Was it after the Kavanaugh hearings when he started talking about the threats of reaping the whirlwind? Yeah, there was a protest in front of the Supreme Court. That's right. It was a yeah. protest uh, for abortion rights. Uh, uh, for abortion rights, and he said he screamed to the crowd, yeah. "I want to tell yeah. you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you." You, you don't think that NPR would have, uh, or not NPR, but uh, PBS, PBS yeah. Been, no trigger was, warning for was, that, none. No trigger warning for that. And then I know that... Uh, and by the way, we didn't have to hypothesize about the violence. There was an assassination attempt on these Supreme Court justices, and the president well, never course. said a word about it. Yeah, and then, you know, people demonstrating in front of their houses yeah. and, and all this, but... And then there was, I don't know if it was Sheila Jackson Lee or... Yes, yes, no, there were all these intonations to violence. Sitting a ton in of their them. faces yeah. and, and all yep. these things, but probably no trigger warning, huh? Yeah, well, the former attorney general said he disagreed with Michelle Obama that uh, when you go low, we go high. He goes, no, when they go low, we kick them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's just so, a lot of violence, and and I'll and I'll, I'll put left wing violence up against conservative violence any time in this country. It just it's not even close. It's a uh, it's a it's a myth, and uh, they just keep perpetuating it. And if they perpetuate it long enough, people will start believing it. And you know what they do? It's really dangerous. I'll uh, give you another shot if you have more on your mind when we come back. Welcome back uh, to the Seth Liebson Show, 
the um, Space Force Chief Operating Officer, Lieutenant General Deanna Burt, gave a talk uh, earlier today. And um, aren't you glad your Space Force is working on this? Aren't you glad this is their consumption of um, interest? Aren't you glad to be hearing this from a Lieutenant General? Since January of this year, more than 400 anti-LGBTQ plus laws have been introduced at the state level. That number is rising and demonstrates a trend that could be dangerous for service members, their families, and the readiness of the force as a whole. When I look at potential candidates, say for squadron command, I strive to match the right person to the right job. I consider their job performance and relevant experience first. However, I also look at their personal circumstances, and their family is also an important factor. If a good match for a job does not feel safe being themselves and performing at their highest potential at a given location, or if their family could be denied critical health care due to the laws in that state, I am compelled to consider a different candidate and perhaps less qualified. Those barriers are a threat to our readiness. And they have a direct correlation to the resiliency and well-being of our most important operational advantage, our people. Can you imagine? I mean, they just say these things, first of all, like they can't be themselves. The whole movement is about changing who you are, okay, in the first place. Let's stop with this being themselves nonsense. Words do mean things. Phraseology does mean things. These laws could be a threat, could be dangerous to our force. How could a law preventing a teenager from engaging in sex change procedures be dangerous to the Space Force, threat to our readiness. Who are they kidding? And who and what are they trying to convince us of? This, this, this is what our Space Force is all about right now. Um, and it's not just there. There was a hearing um, today with a professor from Yale uh, uh, Yale Medical School, Yale Medical School on um, the importance of these transgender procedures for our children. And uh, Dan Crenshaw, he had her. He got her. Listen to this exchange. Do I have time to play it? I think I do. Listen to this. You've said that we've cherry picked data. How, how do you mean by what, How do you mean that? So. It is very unscientific and flawed to pick a single study or a single statistic and to discuss it in isolation. Um, totally agree. Medical experts are able to talk about all of the evidence as a whole. Totally agree. So it's good to look at systematic reviews, right? That's the gold standard of evidence when you're trying to understand whether something works or whether it doesn't. So the British Journal of Medicine looked at 61 systematic reviews with the conclusion that, quote, there is great uncertainty about the effects of puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and surgeries in young people. Journal of Endocrine Society came up with the same conclusion, even the American Academy of Pediatrics. They all cite the lack of evidence. And so here's the thing. If you're doing a therapy and it's, you know, temporary, whatever, it, fine. Maybe let's try it. Let's see if it works. But when you're talking about permanent physiological changes, do you not agree, just from an ethical standpoint, that you might want extremely strong evidence of the benefits? And there is no systematic review that, that states that there is strong evidence of benefits. Sir, are you aware of how the quality evidence grading system works and how it's applied? Yeah. 
Yeah, we've read through it. That's why I'm citing these journals. So which <laughs> journal says something different? I'm, I'm, we should have that debate. Tell me a journal that has done systematic reviews that cites different evidence, that cites strong evidence for benefits of these therapies. The standards of care were developed based on extensive... You're not telling me any journal. You're not telling me any study. Don't That's say standards of I'd, care. Yeah. So... Um, Tell me one. The standards of care. That's the, the standards of care. That's, yes, that's, that's of not care. a journal. That's not a study. That's not an organization. That's not an institution. You're just saying words. Name one study. Yeah. I'm out of time. Yeah. Standards of care. Standards of care, which was created by the very institution known as WPATH, the World Professional Association for Transgender Health. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an organization dedicated to engaging in this transgender uh, set of policies, procedures, and ideations, and they come up with the standards of care based on no research whatsoever. This is a Yale professor of medicine, a Yale med school professor, a Yale – it must have killed her to be outdone by a congressman from Texas. It must have just – it just have, really must have killed her. I don't know how we kill these policies, but we give them light as best we can. That was a good one. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, 602-508-0960. We have a lot of work as a movement, and um, the day, the job gets harder by the day because – not only do we have to be more familiar with the policies and be familiar with the policies that uh, the left and the media continually speak about, but we have to correct their new and newfangled dictionaries as well. I was just reminded on the break, you know, listening to that lieutenant general, excuse me, that listening to that lieutenant general from the Space Force talking about these anti-LGBTQ policies – um, are they anti-LGBTQ policies? Is that what they are? Show me how they are against lesbians and gays. Let me read you, for example, how CNN wrote up Arizona's law, one of the laws, no doubt, she would have been addressing herself to. Um, here's the first sentence. Republican Governor Doug Ducey, so this was uh, two years ago. Republican Governor Doug Ducey of Arizona on Wednesday signed Two bills into law targeting transgender youth in the state. Targeting transgender youth in the state. Now, someone with a proper dictionary might just write protecting children in the state. Here's what the law says. I'm going to read it to you verbatim. A physician may not provide irreversible, excuse me, a physician may not provide irreversible gender reassignment surgery to any individual who is under 18 years of age. Now, there are some exceptions in the bill, by the way, but may I read that to you again? A physician may not provide irreversible gender reassignment surgery to any individual who is under 18 years of age. Is that anti-LGBT plus? Or is that protecting a child, someone whose brain isn't yet developed, someone who can't legally even purchase marijuana or get a tattoo without the consent and presence of an adult from making an, irre an irreversible physiological change to their body with a, with a physician? It's not targeting LGBTQ. It's protecting children. And parents, 
So we have to correct the language, too, when they say this is legislation targeting. How is it targeting? How is it harming? I really want to know because we used to be quite well educated on what discrimination and discriminatory practices were. We used to know what, for example, a racist policy was. You pointed to what the harm was to that member of the minority or protected class. What is the harm here to that class? What is the direct harm? It's not outlawing it when they're adults and they can start making adult decisions. I know that there's this debate going on right now about why is some why are some laws only allowing 18-year-olds and some laws allow you to make certain decisions when you're 21. I'll tell you what. You look at the continually infantilized population, I would be happy to synchronize all these 1821 disparities and get it on the same page. I would be happy to do it. I'd just make them all 21. That's when the brain is almost fully developed, not at 18, not at 17, not at 16, and certainly not at any year before that. These are not targeting lesbian. And by the way, when we, when we are folding in the LGB to the T, as Joe Biden did at the Pride event at the White House over the weekend, invoking Stonewall and the first generation of gay rights activists, let me tell you there are a great number of that first wave of gay rights activists that highly resent the T being looped into their movement. A huge number. And they don't even have to be conservatives like Dave Rubin. They can be liberals like Jonathan Rauch and Andrew Sullivan, who were the pioneers of gay civil rights and gay marriage in the 1980s and 1990s and 2000s. They highly resent this stuff. You know why they resent it? Because their whole movement was to say pretty much a version of what Fred Rogers was saying earlier. It's okay to be who you are in the body that you have. The T movement comes around to the LG, the LGB movement, and it says, oh, you're not comfortable with who you are and where you are. Let's change your sex then. People used to have to go to Europe for this kind of thing. Europe is now backtracking and restricting these procedures because they have found that in way too far too many cases, the purported claim of psychological need was never reversed or got worse after the surgeries and after the transitions. Just as they are learning from their tough and hard experience, we're cranking it into fifth gear and going over 100 miles per hour on it. The politics on this is far, far ahead of the science. But the next time they say targeting lesbian, gay, and transgender, first of all, let's disaggregate these movements just a little bit because the lesbian and gay movements of, certain, of a certain earlier generation doesn't like the T. But if they are going to be lumped in together, how is it targeting to say you don't get to make a life-altering decision on your body until you are considered the age of a legal adult. Test the thesis. Anyone in this audience who's once been 18, test the thesis. Think about the decisions you were making 
when you were 18. Think about how wise they were. Now think about if some of those decisions were permanently life-altering that you had to live with the rest of your life. The people involved in this, they're actually engaging in cruelty, not targeting, excuse me, the people who are actively engaged in supporting this are engaged in cruelty. The people opposing it are not targeting. They're actively engaged in protecting innocence and growth. And it would be shocking, shocking to the generation of children's rights activists and human rights activists of the 70s and 80s to hear and see what's going on right now and being done to children in the name of their temporarily, often idealized, often encouraged notions that they can change their bodies permanently, and that's the kind thing to do. That's the decent thing to do. And you can't find me the studies that show they help. And that Yale professor of medicine couldn't either. It's just the quote-unquote standard of care. Who came up with it? I can come up with a standard of care. Maybe we should start putting out our own standards of care. It's not anti-anything. It's pro-child, it's pro-youth, it's pro-innocence, it's pro-growth, and it's pro-life. With the clearly not transitory inflation, with all the talk about a possible recession on the horizon, with the bank failures and stock market volatility, you may ask, where do I go to invest? How should I invest? Well, why refi has an investment in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return, and it's not correlated to the stock market or the Federal Reserve. It's a portfolio where you can turn your monthly income on or off. Compound it whatever you like with no loss of principal if you need your money back at any time. Think of that freedom. There are no fees in this secure collateralized portfolio offered by Y-Refi, which is based here locally. They encourage you, as I do, to stop by their offices on Scottsdale Road and the 101. I've been there. And no one's going to ask you to sign anything. You'll never get a sales pitch. They leave that stuff up to me. But when you do with, meet with the team at Y-Refi, you'll see why I trust them so much and like them so much, and you will too. Y-Refi is a due diligence-approved firm where you can earn up to a 10.25% rate of return. That's right, a 10.25% fixed rate of return. Just log on to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then refy.com, or call 888-Y-REFI-34, 888-Y-REFI-34. David, young David, how is your um, effort to get a member of the Twitter community going. Have we made progress? Do you have a Twitter handle just yet? <laughs> we got a uh, uh, circle back to this. I believe uh, in I believe in education by by shame if necessary. Yes, any way we can get you there. The reason you miss a lot if you don't get your. I mean, if you just get your news from Fox or CNN, even uh, or any other standard place, you miss a lot. Did you know that the White House, the official White House Twitter page, put out a video? after their Pride celebration event uh, with a scrolling message that said, these are our kids, these are our neighbors, not somebody else's kids, they're all our kids, and our children are the kite strings that hold our national ambitions aloft. Of course, we had to have that piece of poetry. This, this continual effort by the federal government to say the kids aren't yours, they're all of ours, 
I mean, I can't think of a better example of mommy, daddy. Does the what's communism? Does the word communal have anything to do with it? Yes, starting with the kids and the children, and not letting the parents make decisions for them. Well, Elon Musk put it put a comment on that. He said, "Excuse me, White House, you are the government." They are not your kids. David Rubin may have even, Dave Rubin may have had an even better retort. Just to be extra clear for anyone who wants to know, Hunter Biden is not my son. (laughs) Okay. A lot more coming up. We'll be right back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 